All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, August 18th of 2023 here, last show of the week. As always, we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions ahead of the weekend here, now is the time to get those questions in. Uh, looking to today, we have a 13-game MLB slate. Looking to the weekend, we have a 12-fight MMA card, and then we also have NASCAR Cup race on Sunday. Uh, there's Xfinity on Saturday. There's trucks on Friday. So plenty of motorsports to play, plenty of DFS action coming at you this weekend. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Get your questions in one of three ways. One, you can send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Two, you can post your question live in the YouTube chat. And three, you can post your question in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description below. As always, you know, can't say enough good things about the Discord. You get access to our similar channels, get access to our individual sport channels as well. So come in, hang out, ask questions, get better at DFS. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, looks like we have... Two questions to get us started today. Two questions in the Office Hours channel. I don't think these will take us uh, particularly too long here. So if anybody has any additional questions that they want uh, answered, now is a good time to get those in. So get this first one in here. Question says, what is the difference between adjusted ownership and contest ownership? If the adjusted ownership and the Saber Sim ownership are both close to each other, does that mean when the Sims were run that the specific player had a good fantasy score at the end of it? Uh, when it comes to Saber Sim ownership and projected ownership, if the projected ownership is higher, does that mean that they are closer uh, or more likely here to hit their fantasy score or lower? How can we check the outcomes from the previous slate once it is completed. Okay, so so a couple questions here. Uh, definitely will keep us busy for a little bit here, but happy to answer these, no problem at all. So let's start with this first one. Uh, what is the difference between adjusted ownership and contest ownership? I think this is a great question here. So if you look in the Saberson app, there's gonna be a couple columns here. There's an SS own column, there's an adjusted own column, and then there is a my own column. The my own column is simply a reflection of one of these other columns here. So you're going to notice that the my own value and the SaberSim own value are the same. So all we are doing is we are taking the data from the SS own, putting it into my own, and that will allow you to make any manual adjustments or tweaks that you want to make. So maybe you think Spencer Strider is not going to be 25% owned. Maybe you think he's going to be 30% owned. So that gives you the ability to just come in here, make a quick adjustment to Spencer Strider's ownership here. But SS owned is essentially contest ownership. This is the rate that we are expecting the player to be rostered in your contest here. And then the adjusted ownership. So what the adjusted ownership is, it is a metric that we made. It is an in-house metric here. And basically what we're using this for is we are looking at the player's contest ownership. And then we are trying to determine, are they worthy of that contest ownership? And the way we're doing that is by looking at the player's range of outcomes here. So if I were to lower this back to normal here, uh, what you're going to see is that Spencer Strider's contest ownership, about 25%. And then his adjusted ownership, 26% uh, on the a little on the high side, 26 here, but but very close, right? And that is because when we go and look at Spencer Strider's range of outcomes, 
his most likely outcome is is around 25 points, which is actually higher than his mean here. Um, but he has this nice bell-shaped curve, very normally distributed here. So when we look at his range of outcomes in the Sims, we say, hey, Spencer Strider is actually very likely to achieve this fantasy point projection here. So we are okay rostering him at at a uh, at a fair rate here, and, and we don't want to make any adjustments to that, right? So contest ownership going to very closely mirror adjusted ownership. And then when we go to all batters, right, looking at the highest projected batter on any slate, Contest ownership, 16% for Lewis Robert Jr., adjusted ownership, 22 So a 6% difference here as opposed to the 1% difference that we were seeing with Strider, and then Strider was being owned at 25%, Robert at only 16% here, right? Um, we actually might see something more egregious here with, it looks like the White Sox are in Colorado, so let's, let's use, uh, well, Robert Jr. was fine, but apparently Elvis Andrews is, is a... Uh, much, much higher projected ownership at the moment. So he's at 28%, which is closer to Spencer Strider's uh, ownership, So, which is why I want to change the example here. Elvis Andrews' adjusted ownership is 39%, so an 11-point difference here. When you click on Elvis Andrews, mean projection, 10.85, uh, 13% chance of that happening here. It's actually his third highest likely outcome here. Uh, but but somewhere around, I'd say like six, six, seven points is 17% most likely, and then 15% chance of zero. So that zero, that over four night, uh, that that zero fantasy point night is still more likely than his average projection at 13%. But it is all these outlier outcomes over here in the 30 to 20 to 40 point range that is that is really boosting his his mean projection here, right? So adjusted ownership is saying, hey, I, I get that this guy has a high uh, fantasy point average projection here, but we still want to be careful with how much we roster him because there are so many outcomes that are below that number that we need to be careful not just thinking this guy is a shoe-in, that he is, you know, just in a great spot, always going to achieve this outcome, right? So so when I, when I think of, you know, that scenario, right? Think of, think of the low... Think of any time in DFS you see a low salary player with a high fantasy point projection, right? The easiest thing for me that comes to mind is the the backup point guard when when the point guard is out, right? He's going to get all these minutes. He's going to get all this usage. It's it's almost uh, kind of guaranteed, right? And and a great example comes to mind is like Tyus Jones when John Morant would be out, right? John Morant's out. Tyus Jones coming and playing. In the three to four k salary range, gonna play you know thirty five minutes and just gonna soak up so much usage, right? Like, like compare that scenario to Elvis Andrews at thirty four hundred salary. Uh, you know he's guaranteed that uh, only so many at bats, right? I think I think that's really what it comes down to. These guys only have so many opportunities to make something happen, and then the rate at which you know something happens is if a player gets a hit three out of 10 times, they're, they're a great player, right? But that's still only 30% of the time. So one, it's, it's the lack of opportunities. And then two, it is the amount of those opportunities that are actually converted into fantasy points, right? So looking at a low salary, Alvis Andrews leading off in, in Colorado, he is still so much more variant than Tyus Jones, backup point guard coming in and starting for a hurt John Morant, right? So just, just similar on like the, 
salary and and uh, opportunity basis, but just just so different in what actually comes from that opportunity here. So that's the way that you should think about it. That's why adjusted ownership is important to understand, you know, how these players do and then create a, a number, a metric here that that we can use to help give you better lineups. So that is what adjusted ownership is doing. All right. Uh, next question here says, when it comes to saber some ownership and projected ownership, if the projected ownership is higher, does that mean that they're uh, closer to hit hitting higher than their fantasy scores or lower. So, so basically what happens here is that, um, you know, projections are created from our MLB model here and we are simming out the games thousands and thousands of times. We have all types of factors in our model. We have, you know, weather factors, park factors. Uh, we understand the careers of these batters and we are waiting more, more recent data, more, um, you know, we understand, uh, pitcher splits, right? We, we have a ton of data in our MLB model that, that all leads to this fantasy point outcome. Right. And I think that, you know, what you're going to notice is that players that have a high fantasy point outcome and a low salary. So a low point per dollar are generally going to be owned higher, right? So Elvis Andrews is, we're calling it value here is, is 3.19 here. So basically if you were to take his projection, um, multiply it, I believe times a thousand here and then divide it by the salary, which is how we get this. So, so value is my projection divided by salary times a thousand is, is the, uh, is the formula of how we get to value here. And then, um, you know, th this is what other places call a point per dollar value. Right. And then, um, because a lot of people are using traditional optimizers, trying to pack in as many projected points as possible under the salary cap, uh, solving a knapsack problem here, these players just get used more. They get put in more lineups because it helps the overall projection of the lineup. And then it keeps the salary down. Right. So usually that's why, why you'll see it. Um, the average projection, I would say, doesn't have a lot of bearing on whether or not they achieve this outcome very often here. I think batters in general are just going to be one of the most highly variant uh, players in DFS across all DFS sports, um, probably on the same level as hockey players. I think that you could probably put hockey players and baseball batters in their own bucket of, of variants out in left field. Like, they are just their range of outcomes look very similar and they're just uh, very, very um, high variance here. Okay. Last question here from this one said, how can we check the outcomes for the previous slate once it is completed? So all you have to do is just navigate back to yesterday. So if I just come up here to the calendar up at the top, uh, go back to yesterday and then um, for, for any of these games, right. I, I'm going to go back to the main slate. Cause we did some builds, I thought we did some builds on yesterday's office hours here. Maybe we didn't. Uh, maybe I want to go back to Wednesday, right, and and see what's going on Wednesday. We had a big eight-game slate. Uh, we did do a build here. So, if, you know, if this was the build I ran and used to build my lineups here, I go into this build, and then from here I can do a couple different things, right? So, actually, let's go to the home screen here first and foremost. So, first thing here on the home screen, right, uh, one, we will get this actuals column. This is, you know, the actual fantasy sports, uh, fantasy points that these players scored for this slate here. So it looks like Charlie Morton had a huge day against the Yankees here. Uh, if we just sort by actual, we could see, you know, the highest scoring players. And then this data gets 
worked into our build and our lineups in the post build here. So one thing that I see people uh, get tripped up on a little bit here is say, Hey, I went into a build that I ran yesterday and then I went into the sorting metrics. Actual score is going to be a sorting metric for you guys here. So I, I sorted by actual score, but the lineups that I'm seeing, I didn't play any of these. Uh, what What is going on? And the problem here is that usually this saved lineups option up here at the top, there's nothing selected. So basically what, what the builder is doing, it is looking at all 5,000 lineups right now and then just sorting them based on actual score. But this has nothing to do with the lineups that you played specifically here. So if you want to see the lineups that you played, what you have to do is on, click this save lineup dropdown and then click one of these saved lineup files. The best thing to do, sometimes you'll have multiple here, is look at the one that you use to fill your CSV. So go to your entries tab, locate the lineup file that you use. It'll match, you know, this description, 150, 11, 17, 57. The review mode will get activated here. And then now what, when review mode is active, what it is doing it is, it is it is taking your 150 lineups that you played, separating it from the pool, and then sorting those 150 by actual score. So the way that you can uh, use this, the way that I like to use this is now that review mode is on, now that you have saved a lineup file, now you can go to pool. And then these are still the highest scoring actual lineups, but the ones you didn't play will be grayed out. So I know that I did not play any of these top lineups here. And then if I if I look at my lineups, I'm going to see the rank of these. The rank is going to be the actual score rank. So this is rank 41 here. So if I go to my pool, I scroll down to lineup 41. The lineup is going to be uh, lit up here. And then that will let me know, hey, you played the 41st actual highest scoring lineup in your pool. So from there, you know, you could draw some conclusions. Uh, hey, you know, maybe I am, you know, making too many adjustments. It's leading to me going too far down in my pool and I'm, I'm missing some of the best lineups because maybe I'm doing too much, right? I, I do these builds, you know, during office hours and then these these slates play five hours later. So of course, you know, there's news and stuff that, that uh, gets updated and I miss stuff, right? It looks like, Jason Hayward didn't play and then Jake Alu didn't play. Right. So that happens, you know, I'm not taking anything away from this, but, but just different ways to look at it. Right. And then similarly, another great thing that you can do with review mode here is go into a contest and see what the threshold was for top 1% score. Right. So if you go into your contest, say, Hey, you know, the, the, there were 2000 entries in my contest so that means I'm going to go look at what the 20th place scored. That would be the cutoff point for top 1%. And then I can go back into my pool. I can see how many of my lineups were above that top 1% threshold. And then similarly, I could do the same uh, for my, my 150, see how many of my lineups were above that threshold. So one, you can get some ideas about uh, how the lineups you're playing are are, are doing on a 1% uh basis right depending on how many lineups you have and then similarly for your pool you can see how many of your pool lineups would have been over that threshold and then that can help you uh, just draw some conclusions about some of the decisions that you're making so just some thoughts for you guys there uh you know do with it what you may but good question to get us started today spent a lot of time working through these three but happy to do so 
All right, next question here. So not sure if I'm going to be able to answer this one. Uh, Scion Games said, can you walk me through your process on building NFL entries? How do you stack any rules we should use to optimize our NFL lineups? Thanks again and have a great weekend. Okay, so what I can tell you guys here is that the release of Saberson 3.0 is, is on the horizon here. It is very, very close. Uh, we, we are going to have it out before NFL season here. When that time comes, you guys can expect a lot of content to be coming your way ahead of NFL season here. NFL season is uh, one to about three weeks from this upcoming Sunday here. So where you guys should look, if you guys want to start thinking about NFL content here, uh, go to the YouTube channel and then go to these videos, how to beat NFL DFS in 2022, just to start getting your mind right, to start consuming some content. These are going to be all of our uh, our our uh, main playlist videos from last NFL season. And then I think, you know, by the time you work through some of this content, uh, we should be starting to release our new content for the upcoming season. We're going to have a How to Beat NFL DFS in 2023 playlist as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, you know, maybe start listening to some old content, getting those D- those NFL DFS vibes back, uh, getting in the right framework as you approach here. But I think that, you know, it's going to be different in, in some ways due to the new tools that we're releasing due to some of the uh, contest sims and other things like that. So should be fun. I'm really looking forward to recording some videos and getting them out for you guys. But I don't have any ideas on how exactly I'm going to be building my NFL lineups for this season yet, I, I really want to uh, listen to some of the things that the team has to say about the updates and and get some feedback from them. So I'm expecting, you know, to have a behind the Sims video or something like that coming out very soon here. So it should be fun. But, uh, you know, once we get projections up, I think that we could start doing some more demos here. So I, I'd say that I would have to guess by the end of the month, we have our initial NFL projections for week one up here. And then we could start doing some NFL builds as the season gets closer. All right. Uh, We are all caught up with questions at the moment here. So while we wait for any last questions to roll in, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on owner's box, would highly recommend taking advantage of this promotion. We partnered with owner's box at the beginning of the MLB DFS season here. It's been a great partnership to date. Uh, We are the first major optimizer to support contests on owner's box. They are an up and coming DFS site. They have just released their uh, contest offerings for week one NFL. And it, it, their big flagship contest is 50 K to first 150 max. So Check out their contest offerings. It's going to be way different than what you guys have seen all MLB season here. Uh, They're really ramping up for the beginning of football. We've seen a lot of overlay in MLB. We've seen reduced rate contests, no rate contests, contests where they are paying you to play. Uh, You know, I think that these, these big prize pools and these big prizes to first are going to draw attention. People are going to want to come and play and win those prizes. So uh, really exciting time to be playing over on owner's box. The competition is has been softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, Fandle, or Yahoo. When you use promo code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up, one, you can get up to a $500 deposit bonus. Two, we will track your entry fees for you. You can earn three months of SaberSim just by playing on the site and nothing else. So each time you hit one of our entry fee tiers here, our team will reach out to you, let you know you have earned a free month of SaberSim. A uh, great thing is that once you cash in on that, we will automatically reset your tracking to zero. And there is no limit on the amount of free months you can earn while this promotion lasts. So sign up. Start racking up those entry fees. The link to this page is in the description of this video. 
But with that being said, not going to see any more questions rolling in here. Uh, if you guys are building lineups over the weekend here, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, drop it in the upcoming stream link on our YouTube channel. That gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with for our next show on Monday, August 21st. 2 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. But until then, hope you guys all have a good and safe weekend. Take care. I'll see you. Bye.